On today's show, our all-gay panel reviews Love, Simon and discusses being gay in high school, which is a topic plucked from the themes of the movie. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to You Better Represent podcast, proudly part of the Sonar Network. Each week, we explore representation in cinema by reviewing a minority-led film with members of that underrepresented community and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. Joining me for today's show is award-winning filmmaker and comedian Robert Watson. Oh my gay, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me yet again, Vong. It's always fun talking about movies with you. Yes, yes, and thank you so much for um, for for recommending this week's movie and this week's topic. I'm very excited. This is, you know, such a landmark uh, movie. It came out in 2018, yeah. you know, big, like really big Hollywood production, um, okay. which you usually don't get for um, for for queer for queer movies. Um, So Love, Simon uh, is about a young coming-of-age tale about a teenage boy, Simon Spear, who goes through a a different kind of Romeo and Juliet story. Um, Simon has a love connection with a boy um, named Blue by email, but the only problem is that Simon has no idea who he's talking to. Simon must discover who that boy is. Along the way, he also tries to find himself as well. And that is the official synopsis <laughs> from IMDb. So if you disagree with me, um, you can, I think you can actually edit the synopsis on, uh, on IMDb if you have an account. So if you watch it yeah. and feel like that doesn't quite <laughs> capture it, uh, don't blame me. Um, this movie was directed by Greg Berlanti, who um, has, who is, pretty uh, prolific as a director he he is gay um and the screenplay was by elizabeth berger and isaac aptaker based on the novel simon versus the homo sapiens agenda by becky abert hollia um and uh yeah I, i i couldn't find anything on whether any of those people were gay in terms of representation but um you know it, it is a little bit hard um because uh, you know, could, you know, sometimes people aren't super public about their sexuality. Anyway, we talk about Fair this enough. because we're talking about representation in media. We're we're not just being like super nosy, although you know, I I am super nosy <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, phone them up after. Come on, we gotta know it's for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it is really important to have you know queer storytellers telling queer stories because that Absolutely. hasn't always been the case. Um, so uh, this movie is starring Nick Robinson as Simon, Catherine Langford as Leah, Alexandra Shipp as Abby, Logan Miller as Martin, and Keenan Lonsdale as Bram. And the parents are both super famous actors, Jennifer Garner and Josh Duhamel. Now, Keenan Lonsdale actually came out, I think, three weeks before the movie launched. He came out yes. as queer um, on his Instagram so at least we have some representation um, on mm-hmm. the queerness spectrum in the um, acting ranks. So okay, enough with enough with my uh, overly <laughs> right, long intro. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's head on over to Robert. Uh, what was your experience watching Love Simon as a gay man, and sort of like why why did you recommend this movie? 
Yeah, well, I did watch it uh, in the theater when it came out in 2018. I went with my husband, and uh, it was this thing where it's like, what, there's, there's a teen movie, a mainstream teen movie coming out, and, and it's about a, a, a gay guy, a gay kid, you know? Uh, and I was like, what? No, they, they don't do that. They don't make mainstream movies no. about gay teenagers. And so we're like, okay, let's go. And, um, and you know, it, it has every trope of every teen movie you could ever, you know, ever think of. It's got, like, the high school play that goes badly. It's got the principal who's, like, a, a wisecracking, sort of, like, trying to be in with the kids, but he's a loser. You know, it's got, like, uh, you know a bit of a bumbling dad character, and then, like, a whole bunch of cool teens that are totally acting above their actual age. You know, like, their, their <laughs> vocabulary is amazing. They're so witty. They're so cool. They always look great. And, uh, but what makes it all different is that it's not about, you know, uh, the girl getting the guy, the guy getting the girl, or all that teen angst. It's about a uh, closeted young gay man who you know ends up ha ends up through all these circumstances the circumstances of, of the movie ends up coming out not by his not in the way that he wanted to and then all of the dealings of that and also being in love as as a, as a teenager so like all those things but it's gay so I was like oh yeah I want like that in itself made it fantastic in its way for all of its uh you know all the tropes and all of the cliches of the of the movie um oh. just the fact that it's about a gay character was just sort of exemplary in itself you know yeah no i i saw it when it came out not in theaters but i rented it mm -hmm. as soon as it was available for rental and you know i i remember that i really enjoyed it but um i i rewatched it again this weekend and actually i liked it even more the second time around like it was me too me too you know, i thought it was really really well constructed um you know the, the writing, the acting, you know, the character motivations made sense to me, which, you know, you don't always get in, um, in mainstream, mainstream movies, um, gay or gay or not gay. Um, you know, when it goes through the, the, the Hollywood studio machine, sometimes the character arcs get chopped up a bit, but this one, you know, it definitely made sense to me. Um, and I thought Simon as a character was very compelling, um, and just, you know, his whole journey, um, as well. It, 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 it was, it was really interesting to me because, um, you know, the whole idea that in the whole school, there was only one out gay person before Simon came out. Yeah. Um, you know, it was definitely something to think about because like, I've been watching like other things, um, other things recently that that's like depicting, you know, gay life in high school, um, now, mm -hmm. like in, in, in 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 this decade and you know it definitely shows a bit more progression um than having you know that one gay kid in in in, in school um so i kind of feel like this was more reminiscent of like my high school experience i was like yeah there's like uh -huh. that one gay kid but everybody else was just kind of you know doing their own thing um yeah so uh you know it kind of made me wonder like how how current is this you know but then, you know, with the director being gay, I was like, maybe is this more like his gay high school experience? Or is this how, you know, the gay high school experience is now? Has it actually not changed as much as I thought it did? I'm, I'm not really sure. 
Oh. Well, that's interesting. So, the, I mean, the movie itself takes place in a suburb of Atlanta. So not necessarily the a bastion of, of homosexual <laughs> support. So it's like it's like a suburban gay story. Um, what you what you were saying about like watching the second time and liking it even more, and I think I was able. Uh, I feel the same way, and I was able to absorb some of it. And I think one of the things that makes this movie particularly. Uh, um, hit home for so many uh, people. And, and I've talked to uh, a few uh, uh, gay men who, you know, who are definitely older than teenagers, but like they relate to that experience. And, oh. and uh, the fact that we were able to see a happy uh, coming out experience with, you know, supportive parents, you know, yes, there's hijinks and, you know, f- uh, friendships are, are put on the line, but none of it is about the fact that, uh, that Simon has come out. It's about some of his choices that he made. Um, and I think so many people, and I'm one of them, I was watching this and being like, oh man, I wish, I wish that this had been my coming out experience. You know, I wish I had had this support because for so many people, our coming out experience can be traumatic and just, uh, it becomes a weight on on us. And to see this movie be so, have a, a lightness to it and, you know, a joy, even in, uh, you know, even in how the family interacts or, you know, just seeing like, yeah, he's a bumbling dad, but he's like, he cries and says how much he loves his son. It's like, what, what queer person doesn't want to hear that from a family member? And I think that affected me emotionally quite a bit to see something that I was like, ah, oh, that's, you know, it's cathartic for me to see someone saying, I love yeah. you, my gay son, you know? Um, yeah, yeah it, 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 it affected me quite a bit that way, in fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, it. I actually had more emotion than I thought watching this as well. Um, you know, just, you know, I think just, just the idea of, of, of having, having that connection that he had with Blue over email, um, mm-hmm. you know, like... Back then, I, I say back then, but when, when I was a, a wee kid, um, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it would have been like a little over 20 years ago when I was, you know, wrestling with coming out and all those feelings. Like, yeah, it was, you know, you sort of reach out, you're on like these online forums. Most of you you're talking to, you don't know what they look like, which is, um, you know, very different than, uh, than you know, Let's let, let's say like with the grinder culture and such. Obviously, you you might not know what their face looks like, but you surely know what their 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 headless torso looks like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting. Now, uh, Robert, you mentioned something interesting with like the fact that it leans into cliches. I do think. Um, like with the ending, I do kind of wish the climax they had shown something different than you know that way over the top. You know, waiting for something to show up. It kind of reminded me of so many movies. It reminded me of like of like um of 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 uh, never been kissed and a lot of other ones where okay, yeah. you know they sort of send out this public message and it's like I'm gonna be here and then everybody shows yes. up to cheer whether it's gonna happen or not. I'm like, oh no. Because that was cringy, and like that's like I've seen that happen in real life, and I'm like, oh, that's so cringy. <laughs> oh, wait. 
you know what I was about to say? It's so unrealistic, but you're saying you've actually seen it happen in real life. So this, I've seen something this similar to it. Like, I, haven't you been at the school? Like, it's like it happens at like the school dance more than like everyone shows up. It's like, oh my gosh, did you hear? Like, he's going to ask her to dance with with him, and like, what if she says yes? What she's like, it, like I've seen that. And it's not more, it's not like clap, clap, clap. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening. So I, I remember that and seeing that. <laughs> but it's cringy. Yeah, you know, I've never experienced anything even close to that in real life, strangely enough. Um, ah. Usually we just showed up on the playground and then like, you know, two bitches started kissing and you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're there together now. <laughs> like it wasn't like it wasn't. Got down to business. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, maybe I just grew up in a very unromantic neighborhood, but um, definitely these crazy public um, pub public uh, displays or um, confessions of love um, were, I don't know, it's. And to me, it, it felt a little unrealistic, especially because earlier yeah. in the movie, um, when uh, the character uh, Martin, um, the, oh, yeah. the quote unquote okay. villain of the piece, although he's not, to, well, he he's is, conflicted. Yeah. He's he's complicated. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> more selfish and yeah. self, you know, egocentric than like an all in out villain. Um, but I sort of thought. They, you know, they did a really good job of like um, of of taking that trope and just, you know, doing a more intelligent take on it. Um, And they Mm -hmm. sort of like flipped it a little bit. So then later on, when they just totally leaned into it, I was like, oh, no, I thought you like, you know. From the previous parts of the movie, I thought you uh, you were able to to make a commentary on that trope. But then you just ended up leaning into it anyway. but yeah, so yeah. there there is that. Um, I I would say probably honestly the most. You know what it got me thinking, Robert, and this was this was probably the the runner up for the for the topic of the week because listen, I'm I'm so superficial, and I was like, <laughs> would some like could I fall in love with somebody who I didn't see their photo i'm like no no there's no way Uh. um these love letters they're just no they're not enough um you know there is no way like and thing is they do show simon as being kind of similarly um superficial because he's walking down um the hall um at, at school trying to figure out who who um who blue is and uh you know, they sort of show these quote unquote less than ideal um, uh, body types. Oh, yeah, the Game of Thrones, all those yeah. people wearing the Game of Thrones shirts that yeah. he ended up looking at. He was like, oh, no, I hope it's not any of them. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, I thought was kind of mean. Like, I'm just thinking. It was a little bit mean, but the teenagers I'm... are mean, so. That it is true. It is very realistic. I was just thinking, like you know, I know they're actors, but like, what if you get cast as like you know the undesirable? I'm like, oh no, I hope he, it's not him. Um, character. <laughs> and he, I was like, you know, like you'd be happy to get the part, but you'd also be like, oh, I I guess that's me. Um, I'm the undesirable one. Um, but yeah, I would like like what about you, Robert? Would do you think you could ever? quote-unquote fall in love with somebody never even seen i absolutely so you know growing up uh in uh 
a religion that did not approve of homosexuality. I definitely kept my mine more of a secret. I know this is getting into what we'll be talking about later, but uh, so I but I can totally relate to like falling in love with the idea of a person and and what they did in the movie, which which I think actually pushes us to 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 make what your problem is actually make it actually more believable is that he keeps on envisioning who it might be and every time every time he's envisioning it it's someone that you know uh he's who, who's been you know i guess who he could be attracted to or who he thinks he could be attracted to physically as well uh it would have been interesting if at the end of the movie it ends up being someone that it, it, it's exactly like what you're saying is like no he ended up being um you know, like he ended up being the other out gay kid at school or something, you know, who who yeah. was very effeminate and had the long hair. And it's like, well, how would that change the movie? Because there's all sorts of different kinds of queer kids these days. Right. So, and that is one one thing where they did show us that one, one kid, but I think uh, maybe in suburban Atlanta it's like that. But I do believe there's more kids that are more expressive as opposed to these cookie cutters that we saw in this teen movie, yeah. which once again goes back to those cliches. But I don't, honestly, teenage, teenage Vong on a computer messaging back to like someone who's like, I'm gay too. Uh, like you wouldn't have had, like you wouldn't have maybe felt a little bit of a tinge of attraction. No, like No, no. I no. Was, I was even more superficial as I was younger. Snap. Like, it's, All right. it's like, no, no. It's like, why, you know, if... Listen, if if looks if looks didn't matter, then I would probably be with the woman. <laughs> like if 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 not knowing what they look like, like I kind of I'm to me that's kind of like the point of being gay, right? I need to see how you look like. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I do I mean, know. So you're, you're, you'd be suspicious that it's a woman on the other end pretending to be a gay man. Is that what you're saying? A woman or like you who know, could it be? Or getting, you could get catfished by some, you know, somebody who's not even well, a teenager. True. You know what I mean? It's, it could be like some. Yeah, there's a know, lot of dangers out there. You're not wrong. There's a lot of dangerous stuff on the internet for kids. Yeah, I would need, I would, I would need some, some, some proof. Like I need, like literally the first thing I say, like when, you know, like, like if I'm chatting on like Grinder or something and they don't have a face pic or whatever, my first thing is like, yo, send me a face pic. Like I need, I need to know, I, I need to know what your face is before I talk to you, which is like really evil, but like, you know, that's life. I need, I I'm need glad to we know. met in person. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would not have been love Simon or love Jacques or whatever. I would have been like, yo bitch, send me a photo. <laughs> um, I need to know if I need to put a bag over that head if we're meeting up on a hookup. <laughs> I'll invest in some paper bags. Here you go. Come on in. No, it's just my kink. It's just my kink. It's nothing about your face. Nothing to do with you. <laughs> uh, um. So, yeah, you know what the interesting thing is as far as Simon's character? And, mm. you know, I've been watching a lot of these, you know, teen dramas lately I don't know why. I might be too old for these teen dramas, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I, I, I still love them. But um, what I found is like, you know, when they were able to give him characteristics that were unlikable, um, yeah, but believable, true. but I was still cheering for him, which is like really difficult because he was actually kind of terrible to his friends. <laughs> like he did a lot of shady shit. He was basically pimping out his friends um, yeah. <laughs> and like ruining their lives, but for some reason, 
like they sort of towed that line of like, you know, I'm really mad at him, but I'm still with him because like there's been recent teen dramas like, you know, I'll probably the best example is um, on Netflix that 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 show um, Never Have I Ever Um, like like that one. She was similarly terrible to her friends, but they just went like just over the line where at the end I was just like, no, like I'm over you. Like I'm not cheering for you anymore. Um, So it's sort of like, it's like this weird mix for me. It's like, I don't want somebody to be just totally perfect because that's boring, but you can't make them so unlikable that I'm actually cheering for them to fail. And this, this one actually brought me in where it was really close to the line because you know, him like manipulating his friends. It was like, oh, this is, you know, I would say this got as close to the line without crossing over as like anything I've seen. And so I'll give like a lot of credit to the writing and the directing because it was, you know, just going over that line to me, like just totally like ruins a movie. Like for me, I need to, I need to want the protagonist to succeed and yeah. it made me believe that while also showing real flaws that made me mad at him. It, it's almost like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's almost like a real life person. It's like, I know it's a movie, but it, it kind of felt real. How, how did you feel about like, you know, the main character and his characterization? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's interesting is I did find in some ways that the way uh, that uh, the actor, Nick Robinson, and I have to say, uh, Nick Robinson is is my brother's name. So uh, watching oh. this was very weird. Watching like my like super uber straight brother, uh, Nick Robinson. I'm like, oh, and the gay characters being like at least the gay character's <laughs> name wasn't Nick Robinson because I would have really like I can't watch this movie now. Um, but it was just interesting. Just a little sidebar. Um, like he's a little bit vacant in some way. Like I think uh, the character is played in. Uh, whether on purpose or or by accident, in a way that we're able to project ourselves, uh, at least I think as as someone who has something in common with this with this character, that we project our, ourselves onto that. So I know for myself, watching him do some of these things in order to keep his secret, I know what it feels like to have wanted to really keep that secret at all costs because my life would be over. Um, so I, I get that he did that. And, and really, on in the grand scheme of things, what he did wasn't really that bad then when you think about what his stakes were in in how he thinks his life would be over. He was... Uh, it, not that any of it was justified, but you understand... Like, I really understood why. Uh, so that, for me, with with the character of Simon, I was like, yeah, this is this is all clicking clicking with me. Did he do... Did he do a lot of sort of not great stuff? Yeah, for sure. And he was even not nice to his sister. Like, remember when his sister comes and she's like coming out to like so coming to support yeah. him, and he just like yells at her. She goes off crying. And I really wanted to see a reconciliation between those two, which wasn't didn't really happen in the same way yeah. where he got to speak to his mom and his dad. Uh, that lovely actress, the young actress playing the sister, did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was being terrible to anyone, but I remember being terrible to people because I was so scared and so. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I forgave the character a lot uh, mm. and and was able to go along for the story because he does, he does you know, rectify the situation at least. You know, he's not someone who, like, left everyone in the dust and was like, hey, I, now it's still all about me. He, he went back and made amends at least, you know. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I was able to, but you're right, like, if he became, a, like, a totally horrible person without any morals, uh, but I think that would have been implied at the beginning of the movie as well, so... 
So yeah. I think he did well though. For I mean, he's a he's a straight straight kid actor, Nick Robinson, uh, playing a, playing a gay character, and you know, for a young actor like that too, yeah. imagine what's going through his head, uh, being like, what does this do for my career? And uh, it takes a thoughtful kid to do that character that well. So you know, hats off to Nick Robinson. Not my brother, but the character, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I thought the actor did a really good job. We've talked about before of, you know, straight actors playing gay characters. And, you know, sometimes they can they can really add something to it, like, um, like Hugo Weaving did in Priscilla. Or they can, uh, it can really go sideways, like like James Corden in, uh, in what was it, Prom? Oh, the Prom. Oh, oh, Lord. Sideways. Uh, <laughs> I can't go more sideways than that. Dear Lord. <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought I thought the 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 actor playing um playing Simon did a really good job. You know, like I said, I went through like a whole spectrum of emotions of cheering for him but also being mad at him. Like to me that's like he made he made me believe I was invested. Yeah. Um now, you know, talking about, you know, maybe talking about a character that you know, maybe did go over the line, the the antagonist here, uh, Martin. Um, you know, I, I do think uh I, I actually thought thought the 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 actor did a good job of you yeah. know, bringing some sympathy to the role so that he wasn't just a totally evil cartoon character because you know teen dramas usually have as their antagonist um crazy evil bully who is yeah, like just... a jock or something or yeah and, which was not the case this is like the the theater nerd that ends up being the sort of villain which is interesting mm. because it gave him a whole bunch of motivations for why he was doing what he was doing too it's not because he was a cool guy who thought he was gonna you know impress all of everyone and you know humiliate someone he had yeah. his own motivations as to what he wanted and he was in love too and it did but like he went about that all wrong didn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he he got started early in a life of crime and blackmail um in uh in, in oh high my school gosh, that's i didn't really, think that's uh... a sequel what's his sequel about <laughs> well you know the funny <laughs> thing is so the book series um it, there is a, a sequel that was critically acclaimed called Leah on the Offbeat. So if you like ah. Leah, the character, um, who, you know, she was more of a side character in this one. She actually stars in the sequel. And, like, from all the reviews I saw um, on online, people really loved it. And oh, a cool. third book in the trilogy called Love Creekwood actually just came out and um, people also seem to really like that. So it's kind of surprising to me that they haven't announced a sequel to this movie yet because yeah, no kidding. It, you know, I, I didn't look at the box office numbers, but at least from, you know, online hype and people talking about it, 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 it did sort of pierce that public consciousness, which is absolutely. It was a cultural moment for sure. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. So, sort of, what, what were your thoughts on uh, on on Martin or, or any of the other, um, you know, the the supporting characters? Let, let's put them like his his friendship yeah. group. I mean, they were so well cast, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I the name the names are all escaping me, except for the fact that uh, Logan Miller is the name of the guy who plays Martin, mm-hmm. and uh, and I mean, he has done. He, like he's a really well-rounded character for us for a side character but i mean he is sort of our villain of the yeah. piece and i mean he has his good sides too like when they're in the diner and he's telling abby that she deserves better and she needs to stand up and yell it out in the 
in the middle of the diner. It's like he has he has these redeeming qualities at the same time. So he's not a bad kid. He's just done some bad, made some bad choices. Yeah. Uh, and, but I mean, that whole s- scene in the stadium where he comes out in the bear costume, wrestles the microphone from the wom- the girl singing the national anthem in order to proclaim his love for Abby. It's like, oh wow! Like like once again, the cringe was fantastic in that scene because it's just like <laughs> you're just like wa- you're just waiting to watch his downfall it was just uh it was something something else uh, i mean all the friends friends were great they, they they all were playing their supporting teen roles very very well the girl playing leah being the best friend with you know the big doe eyes and doing saying all the right things at the right time and all that they were all fine uh, i know for me probably my most affecting scene was the was with Jennifer Garner playing the mm. mother, the uh, uh, you know let's talk about about yeah. you being gay. You know that he's already come out at this point, yeah. uh, but they haven't talked about it. And when she talks to him about how she's like noticed over like the past couple of years how he's changed and how he's holding back, how he's holding his breath, mm. uh, and I was like, oh wow, I remember when I started to realize. I was gay and how I had to hide it and it did change everything. It, it changed, it sort of made me more more careful and not my true self all the time. And hearing a mom say, you know, like, you know, it's okay to breathe now. And it's like, ah, um, you know, like that for me was another like, I'm crying. And, you know, I had a lovely coming out experience with my mother, but I guess that's what it brought me back to that, like that unconditional love from a parent wow. uh, right when you need it. You know, it was really something to watch. And she did so well. So, oh, Jennifer Garner. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jennifer Garner was great in this movie. I, I thought both parents were, were great. They didn't yeah. get much screen time, but they both played played their part very well. I think mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner's um, character was interesting um, because so the 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 writer of the book, um, her name is Becky Abertalia, who wrote uh, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which this movie was based yeah. on. I believe she was a um, she's a psychologist, um, oh. so I think that's why the 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 character of the mom and I know psychiatrists psychologists oh, are not the same thing. Don't. Don't don't at yeah, me yeah. Um, <laughs> when we put out this, this review. I know they're two separate things, but you know it's 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 in a similar vein um, of uh, of you know thinking about you know how humans think in different things, and so yeah, yeah. yeah, she was able to infuse a bit of her probably real life experience into the character of the mom. Um, now, uh, just wrapping up, what are sort of your your Final thoughts um, on the movie, and uh, would you recommend this movie for our listeners to go out and watch? Yeah, I mean, this is I, often I've said, you know, oh, this is a gay movie for straight people, or you know, this is a gay movie that really feels like it was made by us for us. Uh, in this case, I don't would necessarily would necessarily say this is a movie that was made by gays for gays. It definitely wasn't. It was a, very much a mainstream operation. Greg Berlanti, the director himself, he is uh, a gay man uh, and uh, incredibly successful with all the different shows, uh, oh like God, from things yeah. from the DC universe to like teen dramas, Riverdale. He was did Dawson's Creek. Um, so I mean, the the repre- is the represent- representation there the way I would like it to be? Probably not as much. But this is one of those mainstream movies where it's like, hey, this is for everyone, and we're gonna teach teach people a little bit about 
you know, acceptance and loving yourself yeah. and accepting others. So, I mean, it, absolutely, I, I would recommend this one. And this is a great one for uh, parents to watch with their kids, kids to watch with their parents, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I do really recommend it. So yeah, that- <laughs> I really recommend it as well. You know, it's tough for a movie to get better on the second watch through for me. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's very honestly- true. Yeah, that's honestly pretty rare. And um, yeah, so it definitely holds up. I do think it's probably not totally of its time. I I do I do feel like the writing and the directing was based probably closer on my experience of high school than probably what it's like now being gay in high school. Um, but you know, with that caveat, I, I think it, it was really it was really well done. And who knows, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to high school right now, so maybe this is how it is. But <laughs> I, I, I kind of hope that it's evolved a little bit. I think too, nope. even even like the whole thing about like a a blog that's sort of like the kids are following a blog. I was like, this sort is sort of like, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, is this? It feels like you know, blogs were like early two thousands. This, this felt like Gossip Girl. I was like, you know, this is like yeah. from, from a different time, a, a little bit. So I, I do wish they had sort of made it more of its time, more of like what the experience is like in twenty eighteen when this movie came mm-hmm. out. Um, that's my only caveat. I, I will mention too with. Uh, in terms of racial um, diversity and representation, they did a really good job here. Um, My big thing, you know, probably for the first, you know, 10 years of coming out, I really avoided um, queer movies and specifically gay movies because literally I just turned them on and it was like all white people. So I was like, okay, well, you know, (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is, like coming and is good for gay representation, but like literally non-white people didn't exist. So I love that this one, you know, the, um, you know, not the romantic lead, but you know, the guy he's lusting after was black and, you know, they really didn't make any issue of, you know, and, and of course Abby was black as well. And she was like an object of desire. And, you know, other than that one awkward scene where he's, uh, where he's, where he says that that Abby's not his type, but that you know, not because she's black and that. So that that's probably the only. Yeah, that was thing. awkward. Yeah, that was like I, I was like they probably didn't need that joke in there, but I would say that's like the only mention of of race. Other than that, it was just like you know, here's a group of racially diverse kids yeah, um, yeah. in a gay movie, which I super duper appreciated. Um, and you know, and, and of course the uh, the. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to remember, but the, uh, the, the one queer kid who was out in school, I, I believe he was also not white. I'm yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I yeah, I, I did really like, um, like that, that in terms of representation and, uh, yeah, I do think gay movies or queer movies are doing a much, much better job, better job of that, um, as mm-hmm. of late. Um, okay, so that it, it wraps it up for our movie review, but that does not wrap it up for our episode. No, no, no. That is just segment number one. We will be back after this very short break to do our second segment where we discuss a cultural topic that is plucked from the movie's themes. And this week's um, cultural topic is being gay in high school and uh, what that is like. So we will be right back. Thank you. 
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up? What up, listeners? Welcome back from that very short break. We are now moving on to our second segment where we discuss a cultural topic plucked from the themes of this week's movie. And this week's movie, of course, was Love, Simon. And our cultural topic is being gay in high school. Um you know, what the experience was like. Also, is it different now versus when uh, when me and my co-host Robert uh, were back in ah. high school? Um, so we'll we'll so. totally dig into uh, to to all of that right now. So uh, let me let me start with you, Robert. What what was your experience being gay in high school? Well, I was a small town. Uh, I was a small town gay and uh <laughs> I, I definitely like. I knew I was uh, gay or queer, or what you know. I knew that I liked boys uh, when I was around sixteen. Like I knew for sure. It's like okay, now I've got. I've, oh, I figured out what the word for it is. Uh oh, and that's not something that uh, people approve of at my high school or at my church or at any of those things. So for me, it was a very closeted uh, high school experience. That said, I was like the theater kid. Uh, my voice was, you know, a hyperactive, like effeminate, uh, Twinkie, uh, boy. So definitely did people think I was gay throughout high school? Absolutely. And, uh, I, I mean, I really fought it, uh, with, uh, you know, I, if there was some, if there was some guy, it was always a guy, of course, cause it's always a guy, uh, <laughs> some straight guys, uh, you know, being like, oh, he's, he's gay. He's one of he's, uh, he's, you know, and other words. Right. Uh, I was very good at being friends with almost every single girl in the school. So if any of those guys were to say anything about me, those girls would be on them like that. So I, I, I had like the girl support, um, but it was always centered around like, stop saying that. No, he's not. So it still had negative connotations all the time. So that mm. unfortunately was a way of it. But that's, I mean, that's a small town. There was one gay kid in the school and he, quite honestly, he was completely ostracized. So it terrified me. Oh, the wow. idea of being, yeah, he was, he was compl- like, he had maybe two friends and no one spoke to him. And I'm sure he had a horrible home life and everything too. When I, when I look at, uh, when I think about him a little bit more and it makes it, you know, it breaks my heart, but it, it's one of those things I was like, Oh, like this is what happens to the gay kid at school. So like it made me push things down mm. even further than, than they were. So I, I would like to say that I really hope that a experience for a gay kid in school is much different now than when I was growing up. I know you didn't have that same kind of experience uh, for yourself. Um, you know, you keep, I, I, I always love hearing you say you're like, you know, no one believed me when I told them. He was like, come on. Like. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so, 
in high high school it was interesting. So I I was I didn't come out until college, but okay. not because I wasn't ready. I, w- I was ready, but I was going out with my first boyfriend, and he was in the closet, and he yes. didn't want people to That's know right. he was gay. So if I came out. He thought people would automatically assume he was gay, not knowing yeah. that everybody has thought he was gay since grade seven. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded <laughs> me of, of that scene in in Love Simon where um, oh, where it, it's kind of funny because I keep calling the character the one gay character. He he has a name. Um, I shouldn't just be uh, referring to oh the the one, one at the school. Character. Oh man, let me find out what his name was again. Yeah. Uh, he, he played Ethan, the young man named Ethan with the glasses, played oh, yes. by uh, Clark Moore. Okay, great, great. Thank, thanks for looking there that up, Robert. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of funny because if this was like a straight podcast and they kept referring to like the one out gay character is like the gay kid i would probably get like really mad we would be so mad (laughs) like he has a name he has a name as ethan um okay so ethan um with that scene where he's coming out to everybody on the lawn and they're like oh what a shock or whatever right when obviously oh yeah that's funny to me that was like my boyfriend it's like come on are you kidding me like every anyway so i stayed in the closet for him but because of that i was being very passive aggressively like you know, leaving clues for people to figure it out. Um, (laughs) You know, so then when I finally did come out, I was just shocked. Like, I was shocked that everybody was shocked because at that point, I thought I had laid the groundwork. Like, my sister had found, you know, so this was like, you know, pre-internet or like, you know, very early internet where people were still at home dial-up or whatever. And, you know, as opposed to, you know, just downloading photos of like hot guys because sometimes that would take like you know you would leave on your dial-up internet and then you'd get the photo like the next morning oh my God, yes. um, so i had like a magazine scrapbook of like hot guys and like i left it and then my sister found it and then she's like <gasps> oh this this must be like a school project on like uh, old hollywood or something and i was like okay no she's <laughs> she's not getting it <laughs> nobody's understanding no. people are thinking too much about this even when i came out in the newspaper front page people were like it was this whole it was like a love story about me falling in love with um with a man my first boyfriend um, my friends in college at the time thought it was like a feminist piece about me getting into the mindset of a woman. And I was like, no, no, people, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm wow. gay. Like, this is, stop overthinking it. Um, but so, you know, bringing it back to my high school experience, I so wanted to be out. And I so, I was so ready, Robert. I was so ready. Um, and you know what one of the saddest things to me about high school was is that I found out after high school that we had a gay straight alliance, but nobody no. invited me because they didn't think I was gay. And I was oh, like, snap. I, I was Get like, out of I town. I would have loved to be part of the gay straight alliance. Um, like it was probably the only club I wasn't a part of. I was like, <laughs> I was part of the math club. I was part of the newspaper club. I played like four separate sports in high school. I know. I was like any club I was in and that one, they just, I guess it was at the time, it was a secret gay straight alliance that they only asked. I don't know. It seems weird because what if somebody needs 
the gay straight alliance probably needs it more than I do, but what if somebody else really needed it, but they didn't present as queer and they were yeah. never asked is like this is like weird invite only um, queer club. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny because in, in high school, I don't know, high school was an interesting experience for me. I was like, um, actually most of my school, um, like everybody else, it kind of felt like an outsider, even though probably looking back, I wasn't, like I said, I was in like every, every single club and like, um, you know, I, I did well in academics and in sports. So, um, but when you're in it, I feel like everybody feels like an outsider. Like I was never, it's, it's funny. Like I was never the popular kid. I was always like the best friend of the most popular kid in school. I mean, not but a bad like, place to be, but yeah, I hear you. But then, like, <laughs> I wouldn't hang out with, like, that group, like, the popular kids, but I was, like, this mysterious guy who they're, like, how come, like, the most popular, powerful kid in school is best friends with this guy who is kind of mysterious and doesn't really hang out with us? Like, that was kind of me. I sort of, like, carved out my own niche. Um, and... I don't know, maybe it's a self-defense mechanism. Um, and I think that's my personality. Even like, you know, like Robert, like even even in even in the comedy community, it's sort of like um, you know, it I feel like I've been like um successful and accepted, even though I like carved a very different path. Um mm-hmm. as it's it, anyway, but then when you look on the outside, it seems like I'm an insider, but in my brain I always feel like an outsider because I always try like you know i always try and like carve my own path um and work outside of the system um so it's been very odd sometimes where then um the people in the system end up accepting you and you're just like wait a minute <laughs> i was i was trying to carve my own path but then it somehow led me to uh to acceptance um and i'm not saying acceptance is a bad thing i think maybe it was a self-defense mechanism i was like so afraid of not being accepted that i was like this sort of like lone wolf to the side so that nobody would have to accept me or not accept me when the whole time they're probably like, yo dude, like just come to the party. Like, <laughs> like obviously, <laughs> obviously you're part of the group. You're just deciding to like not be part of the group for some weird reason. Um, I don't know. I know that sounds like really weird. Maybe I'm working through it in my brain right now, ah. but it's, that sort of just seems like in every phase of my schooling, um, I was always that, like I said, I, I, I was always well known and I had one foot in the door and usually probably the most important foot. And I guess if you think about it, like if, if somebody's like the most popular kid in school, it's probably better for them to have a best friend who's not into all of that popularity and such, mm-hmm. because like everybody else wants to be their friend because they are super popular. Um, so, um, you know, it's I don't know. It was it was it was weird, but it was fun. And looking back, uh, you know, one of the best times in my life was high school. Um, yeah, right yeah, I I I wish I could have come out, but it wasn't because I was processing. It was because I was trying to protect somebody I loved, who ended up like dumping me and being straight and marrying a woman anyway. So Whoa, we'll... That's we'll, we'll, another we'll, podcast. <laughs> we'll get into that in, in another podcast. But okay, so now bringing it to the current day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I find it so interesting that you said that you had, uh, you know, a gay-straight alliance uh, because, I mean, it's really just in the last 10 years that we've really seen 
those proliferate across uh, the country in high schools. And uh, what's interesting, I find it interesting that you said that, uh, you know, when you were in high school, you didn't find out about it. It sounds like you would have had to have searched it out. And there, you know, there's been so much uh, conflict about gay-straight alliances in high schools. I mean, there was uh, mm. that time in Al- Alberta where Jason Kenney was like, hey, if your kid is in a gay-straight alliance, we're going to make sure that parent knows and is notified that oh your kid God. is attending. And, like, the whole point is that it's supposed to be a safe space, and a lot of those kids aren't out to their parents. Uh, but they serve such a great uh, great service. Uh, I don't know if I would have gone to one uh if there was one available in my school, uh, because of my religion being so like, yeah. w- I mean, the cat would be out of the bag if I <laughs> showed up at a gay straight line. Even if I'm like, I'm one of the straight kids here to support the gay kids. I'm like, yeah, right, Rob. All right. We believe you. <laughs> um, you know, so, but, and it, but it's, they're so important, uh, to create that safe space. Uh, cause let's face it, there wasn't really a safe space. I'm really glad that you were passable, uh, as, someone who everyone thought was straight because to be someone who was not passable and everyone's like, Oh, that's an effeminate kid. Uh, you got a target on your back. Uh, and mm-hmm. I definitely was one of those kids who somewhat had that. I was able to navigate that pretty well. And quite honestly, my religion in some ways was a little bit of a, uh, a safeguard in that, uh, where it's like, you know, my friend, I had my church friends who supported me no, no matter what, uh, and were more understanding, but, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about coming out as as gay is still I mean it's still a personal choice for those kids but knowing that that support is out there and that yeah. attitudes are just so different and there's more things in the culture for you know like this movie existing for for one thing uh is uh showing how different yeah. things are and, and the fact that the movie's pretty accessible like remember when you had to like search out for a gay movie oh you know like God, you had to, yeah. where's the queer where's that thing about like that queer kid movie. What? Oh, there's a queer character in that. Oh my gosh. I'm really just watching it for this. You know, uh, it, it's so different now. And I'm, and I'm personally thankful for that, for, for all the kids that are navigating. Things are hard enough now with social media, uh, being so prevalent in people's lives and people's lives, you know, being ruined by, you know, a post or by people bullying online. Uh, I'm glad that there's at least this kind of support now for gay kids in that way. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, you know, I think, oh, what would it be like if I was gay in high school now? Well, obviously, yeah. taking the pandemic out of it, because that adds oh, a, yeah. a whole level of complications of let's being queer and in high school. <laughs> so let's imagine that, let's let's take it back to two, 2018 when this movie came out. Yes. Well, um, so I, you know what? This is going to sound really sad, but one of the saddest days in my life was when I aged out of the queer youth group. Because <laughs> I was Aww. like, I was a leader in the queer youth group. And then I was like, okay, well, it's my birthday. So, you know, it, and it's like a 25 and under queer youth group. And it was Aww, like, okay, sad. I'm not able to come see you guys anymore. Um, so, like, that idea of, like, being young and queer and discovering yourself. Like, I just, I just have so many fond memories of that yeah. era and being around other queer youth. Um, you know, and obviously for me, I wasn't able to find them in the Gay Straight Alliance. I had to find it at the Rainbow Resource Center, which was downtown and whatever. Of course. But um, what I found really interesting, and you know, and 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 uh, you know, what what I love to find out about how it is now is even at the end of my you know tenure um, in uh, being part of the queer youth group, like. 
the demographics, did, they just got so young. Like even back then, like we were having, you know, 12 year olds coming out. Um, oh my God. And it was, I was, I was like, oh, this is really hopeful. Like the, mm-hmm. the next generation is really finding themselves like much earlier than, than my generation did. So, you know, so my hope was like, you know, maybe now, you know, 20 years later that, you know, there are a lot of like younger people um, so that there wouldn't be a situation where, you know, you're the only queer kid in school, which is, you know, which is partially why that part of Love, Simon did upset me so much because I was like, oh, you know, I just wish, like, is this representative? And I'm hoping that it's not, but if it is, that makes me really sad. And if it isn't, I feel like, you know, please update this so that it's more current. Um, But yeah, I just to be out and queer and to not be the only one, like would I have come out if, well, no, obviously I wouldn't have come out because I I'd made the promise to my boyfriend, but <laughs> gig, taking that aside, would it have been easier for me to come out if there was another queer kid um, in school or like if there were like 10, 20 others, yeah, um, yeah. which is, I'm imagining and I'm hoping uh, maybe is, is that what it's like nowadays? I'm hoping, I'm hoping Robert, am I being optimistic or is it, is it like Love, Simon? Is it still the way it was when we were young? Uh, I think in some places it still is. I think uh, in Canada, we're a little bit further ahead than we are in quite a few countries. We've had gay marriage since 2005. So that does, uh, you felt the attitude switch when gay marriage became legal, like over the next five years. And, you know, uh, the U.S. legalized gay marriage in, in 2015. And as you know, there have been lots of people tried to repeal that ever since. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not. So in a lot of places, maybe that is the norm. Maybe they don't have the supports. Uh, but I do think that it was a device to not have those supports in the school. I think those exist uh, more, especially in what would look like a very affluent school too, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there are places where, you know, a GSA probably can't exist simply because the harassment would be overwhelming um, or there aren't mm-hmm. teachers that support it. Um, you know, in Ontario, we have a whole Catholic school system and, you know, it's a fight to get them to raise a rainbow flag in June, you know, and... You know, sometimes I think those are silly fights to have, but, uh, you know, it's symbolic of, of support. And that shows us that yeah. the support isn't there even on a school level in, in a lot of ways. So uh, there's so much more to do and we need to be vigilant and not rest on, on you know, the achievements that, that we've made and make sure that uh, things keep getting better for, for kids uh, who are queer or and find out that they're different, you know. So I hope I hope things are different. I think things can be more different. Absolutely. Thanks. You put that so eloquently that I won't even try to follow up. We'll just wrap up with that um, a lovely, amazing thought. Um, thank you again to my co-host, Robert Watson, for being an amazing co-host, for coming oh, up with the movie and the topic this week. And yeah, it's it's also a pleasure for me to, to talk to you every week about these movies. I'm really getting to know more about queer cinema because, you know, like I said, I, I was being honest, yeah. I really did avoid queer cinema for a really long time because it was just, you know, it was it was just awful in terms of in terms of racial <laughs> well, representation. I mean, so this movie yeah. really, really <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. Um, oh, yeah. 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 
Like, I think I, I'd given up. Well, you know, like with Queer as Folk, where there was only one Asian guy in like five seasons and he was like a Japanese yeah. hooker who like overdosed of Coke in one episode. And then um, there was the uh, there was the critically acclaimed um, HBO show Looking, um, which oh, was yeah. set in San Francisco. And somehow in San Francisco, <laughs> the Asian capital somehow avoided having an Asian main cast member. Um, Never mind a gay character, just an Asian character that existed. (laughs) Anyway, that's my whole... We'll we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) Yeah, but I do want to say Love, Simon. I love that a mainstream queer movie is showing such diversity and outside of Mm -hmm. one awkward scene really isn't even making it a thing. It's just, you know, you know, this is what's up. So I thought that was great. Um, I want to thank your listeners for, um, for listening. Um, We, we will be back next week with another fresh episode of you better represent podcasts. I, that, that paused me. It seemed like I forgot the name of, um, (laughs) of my own podcast, but anyway, um, I I thought it was a dramatic pause. It was a nice dramatic. (laughs) I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, and next week I, I'll be back with um, with Leonard Chan, um, and we will be reviewing an Asian movie um, with an all Asian uh, with an all Asian panel. And then Robert will be back with us in a couple weeks to yes. review a gay movie. So yeah, we 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 like we like to keep you all on your toes. There's lots of types of representation, so we like to uh, cover different movies. Um, and if, 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 if you enjoyed what you're listening to, um, please hit the subscribe button, share, um, give us five star reviews. That, that always helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and come back uh, next week and listen to some more. Um, I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for Gay Super Cute Asians. Uh, this has been the You Better Represent podcast. And that's what's up. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.